and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely terrific day. A lot of stuff going on, as always. And before we get started, there's one thing that I've gotten multiple emails from customers. I'm going to reiterate this again and let everybody know this is all across the board with everybody right now. Priority mail is massively understaffed and massively overbooked right now as far as with everything that's going on with people ordering online. We've had a couple day delivery delays and what's going on with the shipments instead of our normal priority mail time of two to three days because we do our best when people place an order. We try to get that order out the same day. However, most time people get it in like two to three days because priority mail. Well, we're getting reports of people saying four and five days for delivery. Um, that's still great compared to a lot of companies right now that basically have saying you know it takes five to seven days just to process the order, then another four to seven days you know to get the order. So we're still doing very very good in my opinion. But I want everybody knows I've got a lot of emails. People are saying, oh, you know, I ordered my stuff on Monday. It's Wednesday. It's Thursday. It's not here yet. I understand, and I do apologize sincerely for the delay. We're doing the best we can, and we're still getting stuff out immediately upon orders the best we can. So it's not us. It's just a slight delay with USPS. So please and thank you for working through this with us, and thank you for your patience. We're trying to do everything we can. We've even actually looked at other options and trying to get orders out of the office early, early, like trying to come in early to the office to get stuff to the post office before noon, and that way it can go on the first truck that's basically going out to Tampa and being dispersed. So we're doing everything on our end, so again, thank you for your patience. I just wanted to clarify that. And again, thank you for your support of healthmasters.com. How are you doing today, Dan? Oh, I'm blessed. I mean, shaking together, running over, my cup cannot contain it. I've got a great family, great listeners. Love you guys. Prayed for you this morning. I mean, just interesting life we have right now, interesting world we're passing through that we're not part of, that we get to be spectators in. Just thought I'd throw all that out. And we got a, you know, a lot of news to cover today. I mean, a lot. We're going to go into detail on Israel's involvement in the bombing yesterday in Lebanon. Oh, yeah, we're going to do all that. We're going to go with some real heavy information this morning. So I want to start off with a little joke that came in this morning. It's not really a joke. It's a it's a little quip that my attorney sent me, who's a real gun guy. His name is John, great guy, college roommate. And it said it was from a post that was on Facebook from McCoy Anderson. It said, you may have heard on the news about a Southern California man who was put under 72-hour psychiatric observation. What is found he owned a hundred guns and allegedly had a hundred thousand rounds of ammunition stored in his home and his house believe it or not he actually featured a secret escape tunnel which i thought was kind of cool but uh you can't do that here in florida you, you have to have a set of scuba gear with you if you have a secret escape tunnel and it goes by southern yeah. california standards someone owning a hundred thousand rounds is considered mentally unstable but in michigan he'd be called the last white guy still living in detroit in arizona he be called an avid gun collector in Arkansas. He'd be called a novice gun collector in Utah. He'd be called a moderately well prepared, but then probably reserve judgment until they made sure that he had a corresponding quantity of stored food, which, by the way, is a good idea. In Kansas, he'd be a guy down the road you'd want to have for a friend. In Montana, he'd be called the neighborhood go-to guy. 
In Idaho, he'd be called the likely gubernatorial candidate. In Georgia, he'd be called an eligible bachelor. In North Carolina, Virginia, Western Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Minnesota, he'd be called a deer hunting buddy. And, of course, in Florida, he'd be a guy who's just a little short on ammo. <laughs> I thought I'd read that to you guys this morning because I tell you what, uh, you know, it's about that time. And, you know, and there's a couple good articles that I posted about what do you do with a person who they basically refuses to prep. I mean, who absolutely refuses to prep, refuses to put money into food or in cans or in anything, just enough to have six months worth of rotational stock. I mean, you got to ask yourself those types of questions because, guys, what happens if the whole neighborhood shows up at your house and they want to eat your food, but you've been telling them for the last five years they need to store food, but they've been telling you for the last five that you're crazy for the last five to ten years, and they wanted nothing to do with you, and you were that guy they tried to shun, but suddenly they show up for food. You know, I posted an article. I'm not going to go through it all because there are a lot of different things you can do in order to deal with that situation, some involving a shotgun, some involving feeding them, some involved with creating a community group. And let me tell you something, guys. You gotta have to be prepared to feed more than your family. I'm just letting you know that up front. That's a fact. I mean, if even if it's black beans and rice, you gotta have something more prepared for somebody else who comes over, who may decide to be part of your compound. Because above all, we have to understand something. We're Christians. Now, you gotta remember there's one other thing though, really too. If they're gonna be part of your compound, they're gonna be, you know, basically using your food and your stuff. They really need to be a part of the compound that's productive. In other words, they should be out there pulling weeds, helping with the garden. If they want to just lay out on the patio and lay on a lounge chair the whole time we're going through all of this stuff, getting sun and sipping lemonade and barking orders at you, that's probably not the person you want to put in your circle. But just remember this, guys. In fact, I've got this article posted at Health Masters will be up by the night. And I want you guys to basically send it to your friends. This is what I did with it. Send it to your friends that you know are going to be coming over. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that. They're going to be coming over if something hits the fan. You know, gold is going through the roof still. Silver still going up. They're not running naked shorts on it. Hear me tell you why. Last week, and we reported on this briefly, a bunch of the people who were on comics insisted on physical gold delivery. Oh, yeah. They didn't take paper. They assisted on the physical gold delivery. It was the largest delivery in the history of comics. Because what happened is they were shorting the markets on comics, paying them in fiat currency. And those guys said, no, 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 no. We want gold this time. And they had the largest comics gold delivery ever on record history that I was able to read last week. Now, you know, there may be something in the past, lower path, bigger than that. But, guys, now all of a sudden they've stopped shorting the market. Because those boys got caught with their tails between their legs having to deliver a bunch of gold. So now they're no longer shorting the market, having to make up the difference on those naked shorts. So this gold is going through the roof right now, so we don't know where it's going to stop. Now, one other thing I want to say before we start on the thing with Israel and Mossad, and by the way, I was right yesterday with what I told you guys. Here's the thing. There are so many people out there that are sanctimonious. Okay, They basically want you to believe that they're like right about everything. And they're always saying, God told me this, and God told me that, and God told me this, and God told me that. Now, I'm going to just stop for one second because I don't want to get, you know, in a situation where you guys get mad at me because I'm not going to mention any names. I don't do that. But here's the thing we've got to look at. That's called, in my opinion, that's called the God card. C-A-R-D, God card. So you're playing a game, 
and you pull the God card. It doesn't matter what other people have as far as any hands whatsoever. The God card wins. God card always wins. Because remember in the New Testament, we had these groups of Christians who were following Christ after the resurrection. They were running around telling everybody about Jesus. And finally, they were persecuting them. And finally, one of the leaders said, hey, look, here's the deal. If these guys are just following a guy who really isn't alive, who's dead, who really, I'm paraphrasing this, who basically is just, a, this is just a fake deal going on, this thing's going to run its course and it's going to go away. But if you find yourself fighting against this and it's really God doing this, you'll be finding yourself fighting against God. See, and what's happened, a lot of Christian leaders and, and sanctimonious people that think they're holier than you and me, which who knows, they basically pull the God card all the time. And I, and I get so aggravated with it. Well, God told me this and God told me that. And let me tell you guys something. God spoke to me one time in a dream, the audible voice of God. I woke up, I told you the story, shaking, soaking wet, scared after death, trembling. And had to get a shower, I was so wet. And, you know, changed my whole life. Changed my whole life. I mean, just, I mean, absolutely tightened me up. Yeah, that's the voice of God. A lot of people are on medications. I'm be real blunt here and they hear stuff and a lot of people are basically uh, hearing voices that really are just because they've got a mental illness and they're always coming out and saying this God this and God that Sunday morning I'm in church with Savannah and Sharon and there was this lady who was over there talking to another guy and she was just I mean just talking super loud and she started talking during the middle of prayer Pastors pray. She's just over there, blah, 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 you know, and the, and the ushers should have intervened. I mean, we are, I mean, I'm 40 feet away and I'm listening to her talk. Couldn't even hear the pastor properly because of her talking. So I stood up and I walked towards her and she saw me coming towards her and she stopped. And I looked at her and kind of gave her a little, you know, hush thing and she stopped. She wasn't playing with a full deck. I saw that immediately. Okay. Her bubble was off center. Okay. She was nuts. Just be frank about it. So I thought, okay, well, she's nuts. But she was nice enough to stop talking during the prayer. But, of course, she talked through the whole sermon. But I just ignored her because at that point I realized that she was nuts. You get people like that who are sanctimonious, who say they're being told by God to do these things. To pick a name, let's pick Pat Robertson. He's not nuts, but he does this all the time. God told me this. God told me that. God told me this. God told me that. You know, half the time he says stuff, he's wrong. And so here's the thing. If God really tells you stuff... You ain't going to be wrong. You're going to be right. So it's better if you're not quite sure of what you're hearing or what you're feeling being led by the Holy Spirit, because he will lead you. Just say something like, I feel as though that I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. That's it. Because that way, you're not pulling the God card. And that way, if it wasn't something that God told you to do or led you to do, you're not dragging God into this thing with you. Because you got you don't want to do that. Now, I'm going to say one other thing to you. If you hear God say to you, go out and kill this person, that ain't God. Now, why is that? Because God's will will never, ever contradict God's word. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, if that person is trying to kill you and you have to defend yourself, okay, that's different. That's different. And I'm not talking about capital punishment either, though there are different you know, variations on what people believe concerning that. I'm not getting into that today. But what I'm saying is this, guys. Be very careful that what you believe that God is telling you or what you believe is being, you're being led by the Holy Spirit lines up with the Word. 
let me give you another example. Years ago, there was a guy by, I'm not going to give you his name. He was a scoundrel. He was a scoundrel. He was in a church and he was talking. And he started milking the crowd. These guys are professional flock fleecers, is what they are. Some of them. It was a guest speaker. And the guy's bad, 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 bad guy. And I was shocked the pastor had him in. And this guy basically was inferring that if you gave a thousand dollars to the offering that day, you were giving it to the church. I'm not making this stuff up. And I thought to myself, something ain't right. You know, because I'm feeling pulled to do this, but it doesn't feel right. So I, I waited, and I, I waited for a week, and I didn't feel like giving the money anymore, quite frankly, with you guys. And then finally I went to the pastor. I said, what's up with that guy? He goes, oh, he's a scammer. Not one penny that came in came to the church. It all went to him. He lied, and he said it a certain way that made you guys all think it was coming to the church. So I was right. Here's why I'm telling you that. If you feel you're being led to do something and to give somebody money or to do something with somebody else or whatever, okay, if you feel the Holy Spirit's leading you, give it a few weeks, especially if it's a major decision. Give it a few weeks. Because if it's the Holy Spirit, it won't go away. You'll still feel that way in a couple of weeks. If it's not the Holy Spirit and you start getting other information coming in and you start realizing this wasn't for real, then you saved yourself. The other day I had a friend of mine, a good friend, and he went out and bought a brand new vehicle. He already had a nice vehicle. He went into a car dealership. They sucked him into a lease on a new truck. His other truck he had was paid for, and he ended up going into debt. I mean, it was a mess. And he said, he told me, he said, well, God told me to do it. So he told me, that's it. And I said, oh, God told you to do it. I said, all right. So we, he and I had a long discussion with that. And I said, now, if you want to do it because you want the new vehicle, that's one thing. But don't drag God into that. God doesn't want you to go into debt or go into ditch. But then I find out he's involved in a cult. I'm not going to mention any names. The guy who runs the cult is a billionaire. I'm not joking. The guy brags about being a billionaire, and he's got a fleet of jets. Not making this stuff up, can't make it up. And this friend of mine basically is giving all of his money to the cult guy all the time. In fact, sure enough, they were having the convention this week, and my friend, when I called him this week, was out there at the cult guy's place. And I thought, whoa. See, there's people out there in Christianity who want to drag you into a ditch. They claim to be Christians. But it's about manipulation. You know, there are people out there who have Christian networks whose daughter marry a Jewish fellow who's not even a Christian, and they air the entire Jewish ceremony on their Christian TV. Oh, yeah, there, there's those people too. And see, we need to understand that we have to be able to look at what people are doing. Another perfect example, Jerry Falwell Jr., big-time Trump supporter. You know, he gets busted this week. He has a picture of himself around holding on to another woman who's not his wife, and he has, and his pants are unzipped, and his her pants are unzipped, and his belly's hanging out, and they're on a private yacht, and he's got a drink in his hand, and he's hanging on to somebody who ain't his wife on a private yacht with a drink in his hand, with his pants unzipped, and her pants are unzipped. This is a guy who is the head of probably the largest Christian university in the world. Oh, yeah, I'm not making this stuff up. Jerry Falwell, Jr. Well, in this case, I must, I must say to you that the apple has fallen a very long ways away from the tree as far as from his dad. Now, personally, at Liberty University, I would call for his resignation because of this. This is ridiculous. Number one, he's on a private yacht. Now, I've got friends who've basically, you know, been on private yachts. I have actually gone to boat shows and basically been on private boats, but I didn't rent one. I was just walking through it for, you know, 10 minutes. 
they're ridiculously nice. And my question is, what was he doing on a private yacht? And what was he doing holding a drink? And what was he doing with his pants unzipped, holding on to a girl who's got her entire belly unzipped, her pants pulled down and unzipped? What the heck's that all about? Is that what God wanted him to do? Is that something that he thought would be okay? And then this moron posted all on picture. Post, he posted, like, yeah, I'll be sure he's picture me with my pants unzipped, holding on to somebody else's wife or somebody else's girl. Yeah, that's none of this stuff's okay. So be aware of the fact that we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you don't know, don't go. That, that's something that I learned a long, long time ago. If you don't know, don't go. Because if you do go and you make a mistake, it can cost you. You know, and don't be going out. I have a friend of mine who's a pastor. He knows Donald Trump personally. And every year he goes to the Mar-a-Lago New Year's Eve party with all the pedophiles. Just thought I'd throw the pedophile part in there. Now, my, my friend's not a pedophile. He's a good man. But he hangs out with those guys because that's the circle he wants to run in. And I two years ago, I chewed his butt out. I said, what do you think you're doing, dude? Do you realize how dangerous it is for you to be here with these weirdos and these bunch of pedophiles who were all part of Jeffrey Epstein's group? I said, this isn't okay. I said, you're going down there and you're hanging out with the worst heathen of the heathen. In fact, one of the people there told him, do you realize how dangerous it is for you to be here? Told him this. Told my pastor friend that. Now, this past January, he didn't send me any photos. I guess he decided that either he didn't go, which I don't know if he did or not, or he wasn't going to tell me if he went. Because he didn't want to have me tell you, hey, I don't want you to do this. It's not right. Now, I'm not trying to tell the man what to do. He's 50 years old. Okay, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying to you guys is this. God's will done God's way never lacks God's support. And whatever you feel God wants you to do has to line up with what God said in his word. Because if it doesn't, what ends up happening is we go sideways. We start doing things nuts. Now, yesterday I told you it was my opinion that Mossad and Israel were involved in the bombing of Beirut. Now remember, Beirut and Israel touch borders, okay, Lebanon. And Beirut and Lebanon are part of the greater Israeli program, which was pushed through the Zionists, you know, almost 100 years ago. I've said it, I've posted, by the way, i posted all of their, their papers that they printed and they put together on this plan on the website. So it's already it's posted, so you can read it. And in, 19, in 2018, two years ago, Netanyahu threatened to bomb the Hezbollah missile site in the Beirut warehouse in the exact same location where this bomb went off. Israel has its fingerprints all over the Beirut explosion, period. I told you that yesterday. And, of course, here, here we have you. A day later, this comes out. Now, it's the exact location of Tuesday's devastating explosion that he's got his finger on holding up a newspaper. Netanyahu stressed that Hezbollah was using the locals as human shields. I guess he decided he wouldn't kill all the shields. And the site's location that the densely populated city. <laughs> Here's a picture worth a thousand missiles, says Netanyahu. Here's the first missile site. It's in the Uza neighborhood on the water's edge. Hezbollah, these are Netanyahu's quotes. Hezbollah is desperate, deliberately using the innocent people of Beirut as human shields. And just yesterday, President Trump said the incident looked like an attack based on counsel that he had with his generals. Now, here's the thing, guys. This is so important that we get this. You know, the Greater Israel Program and what it is, it basically 
encompasses most of the Middle East. It massively expands the borders of Israel, including all of Lebanon, a chunk of Egypt, Saudi Arabia. You know, you've got to take a look at these charts that these guys have put out themselves. And, you know, it, 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 it's, um, it takes over half of Iraq. It takes over two-thirds of Syria. It takes all of Lebanon. It takes a big chunk of Egypt, Egypt along with the Suez Canal. It takes over a huge chunk of Saudi Arabia. It goes all the way to the borders of Kuwait. This is what they want for the greater Israel program. And this is what the goal is. Now, this is why I told you yesterday, and I told you before this week, Donald Trump's going to win this election. I believe that with all my heart. As long as, I'm putting a caveat on it, that he does the will of Israel and Benjamin Netanyahu and Shabbat Lubavitch and Likud party and all of the people that run Israel and all of the Kabbalists over there who want to expand the borders of Israel and make it a central focal point of the entire planet with the entire planet being run out of Tel Aviv through the Jerusalem Supreme Court. Not Jerusalem, the Israeli Supreme Court. And this is what the goal here is, to bring in this third temple to bring out the Antichrist, which I still believe is a very high probability of being Jared Kushner, and allowing the laws, the Noahide laws, to come into effect globally to allow all of us to be judged by those Noahide laws which makes the worshipping of Jesus Christ a sin punishable by death and you think well come on Ted let me ask you a question Donald Trump just said that there was basically a bomb and I've got a video by the way that Gene sent me of some ordinance coming down and as soon as that ordinance hits this warehouse area, it ignites all that ammonia nitrite, nitrate, and explodes like a mini nuke. Now, was it a mini nuke that was dropped? I, I believe it was, yes, but I don't know that. That's my opinion. It blew a giant hole, giant crater. Oh, that's right. There was a giant hole blown right there at the 9/11 site too, with all these holes that were, all these buildings that were hollowed out. Yeah, that was interesting too, wasn't it? And all of a sudden, we see this ordinance coming in. I've got the video. It was posted on Facebook on the Health Masters website. It's posted there right now. And all of a sudden, here we go. Benjamin Netanyahu shows two years ago with his finger pointing on the exact site saying they need to get rid of the site. And they're right next to Lebanon. And it's part of the greater Israeli program. So, guys, you got to think through this stuff. People say, well, you know, it's not, it's not always what you think it is. Well, no, sometimes it is what you think it is. Sometimes they tell you what they're going to do, and they become so bold and so brazen that they don't care, and they're going to do whatever they want to do. Because remember, the Greater Israel Program is the Zionist plan for the Middle East, the infamous Oded Yidon plan, you know, was basically put together. And, you know, remember, Trump's deal of the century is the greater Israel plan. We need to understand that, and Trump is basically doing whatever he wants. You know, a, nearly a century ago, the New World Zionist Organization's plan for the Jewish state included historic Palestine, South Lebanon up to Sudan and the Litani River, Syria's Golan Heights, the Horan Plain, the Dira, and a control of Hijat Railway from Dera Amman, Jordan, as well as the Gulf of Agapagapa. And some Zionists wanted even more. They wanted land from the Nile in the west to the Euphrates in the east, compromising Palestine, Lebanon, western Syria, and southern Turkey. This was actually promoted. It was actually published of what they wanted almost 100 years ago. Now, I've taken this entire plan here 
and I've posted it on the website. And it's called The Zionist Plan for the Middle East, translated and edited by Israel Shahak. The Israeli, the Israel of Theodore Herzl, 1904, and Rabbi Fishman of 1947. And it goes into detail for a strategy for Israel in the 1980s and on and on and on. It goes through the whole deal of what they want to do and how they want to expand it. Now remember, normally you'd say, well, these guys are just nuts. All right. I, well, I, I think they're nuts too, just between me and you. Because they don't think you're human, and I know you're human. They don't think Jesus Christ is Lord, and I know Jesus Christ is Lord. They don't think the blood of Jesus Christ sanctifies us, and I know that it sanctifies us. I got that part, okay? So do you. These guys don't believe any of that. But what they believe is that you're subhuman. You're an animal. And, and it's okay to have sex with children starting at the age of three. and up to, You can sodomize little boys up to the age of nine. Yeah, they believe all that, too. And here's the problem. Jesus called them out. Because remember, we talked about the sanctimonious ones, the ones who stood at the temple wall and told God how great they were, and then the ones who beat their chest and told God what a sinner they were and repented. Remember that? And what we have to understand is this. These guys were so arrogant and so blasphemous that their oral traditions, and Jesus called them out for this, says that you nullify the word of God for the sake of your traditions. Jesus himself called them out for this. They used those oral traditions to write the Talmud centuries later. They took it and put it all down in writing, 37 volumes, including the Zohar, which is the foundational root work of all Satanism and witchcraft and cultism that we have in the world today, using the ancient Babylonian religions and Egyptian religions. And this is what's going on. They say, well, all Jews are bad. No, 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 no. All Jews are not bad. A lot of Jews don't follow the Zohar. A lot of Jews still follow the Torah, not the Talmud. A lot of Jews still want God's will done in their lives. They do. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not throwing them all out like that. It's not right. It's like saying all Christians are bad. They're not. It's because Jerry Falwell Jr. decides to take his pants and unzip them, pull his belly out, put his arms around another woman who's got her pants unzipped and her belly showing. I, he should be terminated from Liberty University for this. You talk about a poor example. It's ridiculous. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to get started. I'm just about to say something I should not say. But guys, it's so important to understand. What's going on in the Middle East? We have approximately 60 dual Israeli citizens in Congress right now. And almost pretty much every single person that tried to impeach Donald Trump in Congress, who are Democrats, were dual Israeli citizens. I, I gave you their names before. It's exactly what James Traffic had said. The United States has turned into Israel's whore. Now, I know I'm quoting Traffic on that because they control us. They control our politics. They control our military. They control everything. Heck, they control our money because Israel is owned by the Rothschild banking cartel. It's a Rothschild fiefdom, and the Rothschilds own our Central Reserve Bank. And they took over our basically our treasury with the Exchange Stability Fund in 1934. And so now they control our legislature. Heck, they, they control our Supreme Court. Look at John Roberts. You know, whatever. He's not a conservative. And oh, by the way, his name was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane list also. Now, whether it was different John Roberts, who knows? But his, this guy's name was on there. So somebody's controlling somebody somewhere. So I'm going to say it again. Donald Trump will win the election if he continues into the will of his massa. Okay? Don't you remember last year when Benjamin Netanyahu, you know, basically uh, was being led around by Donald Trump, you know, as far as a, a seeing eye dog? Do you remember that little video? Oh, yeah. This whole thing's tied together, guys. That's why I told you yesterday, it was in my opinion yesterday, that the Mossad and Israel had their fingerprints all over this bombing. 
In fact, Benjamin Netanyahu has his finger touching the photograph two years ago where he said as a sight. And there all of a sudden he gets it. And I posted a video of an ordinance coming in and a massive explosion occurring. So think through it, guys. Think through it. Judeo-Christian, that term, is an oxymoron. It's an oxymoron, guys. They don't believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. It's illegal to talk about Jesus or to proselytize in Israel. You go to jail for it. They absolutely hate Christ. Listen to the videos of the people that are interviewed over there. They consider us to be goy or goyim. I don't usually talk like this, but I'm telling you, it's what's going on right now. And this whole mess is being done because they know that Donald Trump won't do anything to Israel, that he's not going to sanction Israel. He's not going to go, hey, you should have done that, Israel. And even if he gets the information proving that it was Mossad who dropped this ordinance on this place in Beirut, he'll never come out with it publicly and say Israel did this. He's not going to do any of that. I don't believe he will because he's being controlled. And he knows because, remember, the Rothschild banking cartel back in the 80s bailed him out repeatedly for billions of dollars. And he is the man that they're now using as an actor to deliver the message, to maintain the narrative that Austin so clearly spoke about yesterday and what's going to happen in the world next. Guys, these are interesting times. And I am so excited to know that this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and I will be glad. And I told Savannah this morning, we were talking about this stuff before our prayer time and we were praying for you guys. But before we started praying, I said, you know, I have no fear of death whatsoever. Death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? The cross stopped that. We have no fear whatsoever of dying. We don't die. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't die. You just change your energy forms. You just go to the next level with God in heaven. You're connected to God through the Holy Spirit right now after you've accepted Jesus. And as soon as you leave the body, you just go directly to him. For death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? There is none. We have none of that through Christ Jesus. But I want to cover this this morning. I want to go into detail with some of this stuff. And I want to talk about the hypocrisy of the evangelicals. Because remember, Jerry Falwell, huge, big-time Zionist. What do you think, Oz? That's really, really good information, bud. And this is something that you and I have both talked about for months. Is that I've had a very big bone to pick with a lot of these large preachers, even some of the local ones. I've told you guys there's a church I was going to for a while. I have not attended any further. Because they're being manipulated, and whether they know it or not, some of them may be complicit, some of them may just be compliant, and doing exactly what they're supposed to do and not talking about this. I mean, how long are we going to see these pastors sit here in some of these churches and refuse to discuss what's going on with the full-blown authoritative totalitarian lockdown measures that are happening in this country? I mean, why is nobody talking about the numbers that are being so heavily manipulated? Why is nobody discussing the level of freedom that's being restricted? I had a customer and listener, his name Kevin, basically out of Illinois, and he has a church that he attends. He actually mailed this to me. I have it in my hands right now. He mailed this to me on a printout of the website on what the requirements were to start going to the church that he's been going to. And I'm not going to put the name of the church out there just because I'm not going to, you guys know me, I try not to put people on blast unless I absolutely need to. And when I do, I do. But I try not to do that just because this is if the church wants to do this, it's their right to do it. Is it the right biblical thing to do? No. 
But can they do it from a private property standpoint? Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. He said it said guidelines for worship in the sanctuary. It said, arrive no earlier than 30 minutes before the start of the service. Then it goes on to discuss face masks, hand sanitizers, all those will be provided for you. Then it says, your name will be checked off at the welcome desk before you enter the sanctuary. And the only way you can actually go into the church is you actually have to order a ticket for free online and pre-register before you go to church. So you have to log in, put all of your name and information. Then when you get there, you have to have your name checked off. It said, ushers will help you to your seat. The pews are cordoned off to practice physical distancing of six feet. The ushers will seat people from the front to the back. You will be dismissed at the end of the service from the front to the back, and the ushers will basically help guide the rows out. Face masks will remain on for the duration of the entire service. There will be no congregational singing, unison prayers, including the Lord's Prayer, passing the peace, offering collected, or communion. Live music will be played by Charlotte or Dimitri. We'll have a song leader or praise team to lead in the music. Pastor Don will preach. Prayers and reflection will be led by the pastor. The service will last 30 minutes because of the reduced content in the surface. Offering baskets will be located at the back of the sanctuary for you to leave your tithe. Everyone will exit the sanctuary through the east exit. You will be asked not to congregate indoors for conversation before or after the service. If you need to have a conversation with another person, please do so outdoors and observe physical distancing of six feet. That's what they're doing in some churches right now. They are literally full-blown light security prison systems that people are going to church in. Why in the world you would continually support a church like this is completely beyond me. I'll say that right now. I, I don't even understand it. I mean, it, it boggles my mind. But again, these people in some of these churches are doing exactly what they're told to do. I don't remember ever, anything, anything in biblical history discussing of Jesus and telling people of what they were supposed to do and covering their face and basically staying six feet away and not congregating or talking to one another and being told they have to be let out like dogs from the back to the front when church is over and they cannot sing. I don't remember anything in biblical history even referencing, even mentioning, even insinuating this type of tyranny invoked on a Christian group coming to worship God, allegedly. So it's something that I really want you guys to evaluate. If a church is doing this, is it something you really feel you need to support this church and continue to give them money and support them with your time and offering and energy? I won't. Now, again, everybody's got their own opinion. You may differ with me on that. That's fine. People can differ on opinions. People can have different opinions, and they can still be friends. Well, unless you're a communism or a pedophile, then I will not be friends with you ever, depending on whatever's going on. You will never be friends with me ever. Right. And I, I, I will be diametrically opposed to you and you even in my vicinity at any and all times. But situations like this, people can make their own decision, but I give you the information, and I want you to make your own decision on this. Is this really what you want to continue to support? Because here's the problem I have with this. They're continually telling us now, now the third wave's going to hit. Third wave of COVID's going to hit. Oh, we got to start We got to start doing more stuff now. Fauci's coming out saying, now you need to wear goggles or a face shield, including your mask, because the, the mask isn't enough. 
even though there's been numerous data that's shown none of those are effective. Not only that, they can be extremely detrimental to your health. There's a video that basically had somebody sent me yesterday. It was a OSHA worker and also a female that was retired in the military, two of which, and they talked. And it went kind of on. They kind of ranted on some of it, but some of the information, because they discussed it from a very, very significant legal and safety standpoint, is that nobody should be wearing these face masks at all unless you're fully trained, you're tested, and you have all the knowledge in hand on what happens to you if you start having lack of oxygen to your brain. None of that's being told. People are, I mean, there's videos of people getting screamed and yelled at in stores and parking lots. We have Miami police going down and finding people in sting operations while they're in plain clothes for not wearing their masks properly. Really? Is this going on right now? Yeah, it sure is. Now we have the two gym owners, I talked to you guys about them up in North Carolina. They basically said that they're going to kick their door in, and they did. They opened their door back up. Atlas Gym in Belmar, New Jersey, raided by the county sheriffs. Co-founders Frank Tabani and Ian Smith were arrested for violating Governor Chris Murphy's authoritarian shutdown order. Right? That happened last week. They went back in. They got out of jail. They kicked the door in. They said, no, you're going to work out. I don't care. And what's interesting about this is now – The governor is threatening to throw them back in jail and fine them $10,000 per day every day they're open. They actually got on CNN. I don't know how they managed to do that. And they're pretty rough around the edge of some of the stuff they were saying. One thing he said, he goes... This is something nobody's wanted to talk about. He was 53, even he was even according to the manipulated data we have seen and people being added to the roster that died in car accidents. We have now the data, even with the manipulation, showing that 53% of the deaths come from 0.6% of the population. Over half the deaths are coming from less than 1% of the population. So we're being told we literally have to shut down our business, ruin our livelihood, completely lose everything we have because over half the people on the roster that have died are made up, are made up from less than half percent of the population. And then Kumo, of course, brought in his stupid little things on CNN. I can't stand that, man. And what's interesting about this is they've had enough of it. They've had absolutely enough of it. But at the same time, you can go in and go have these massive protests and go break down stuff, and they don't even talk about social distancing. They don't even talk about masks. Interesting now, New York City is now saying they're going to start imposing full COVID checkpoints around the entire New York City in an attempt to catch anyone who flouts their 14-day quarantine order from another state. Anyone arriving in New York City from 34 other states in Puerto Rico is subject to a strict 14-day stay-at-home order and faces large fines if they violate the rule. Well, now they're saying that people are still not following that. So now they're implementing COVID-19 checkpoints at all key entries into the city. Now, what's crazy about this is switch back with me four months ago when we had massive migration from New York, when all the people in New York said, oh, we're not going to stay up here. We've crapped our own bed in our own state now. We have all these cases. We're flying down to Florida. And then Florida basically started having people flying in by the day, over 170 flights a day coming into Florida. And it's interesting, DeSantis and numerous other people said, we've got to start quarantining these people. We've got to start having blocks. We cannot allow them into the city. It makes 
actually bring them into major cities. Everybody in New York and other states, this is ridiculous. You can't do this. They're trying to get out of the city. They can't be told they can't come to another state. You can't force quarantine them. You can't do checkpoints. And, of course, they stopped a lot of that. DeSantis said, okay, well, you need to quarantine 14 days. That's about all we can do. We can't really forcibly stop you. And now you have the reverse opposite. Like, anybody wants to go to New York right now. That's the funny part about this. Why in the world did you possibly even want to go to New York in the first place? I've been to New York City one time in my life. Actually, twice. It was my first and my last time. I'll probably never, ever go back to New York City again. Uh, now, for people that live up there, customers, listeners, that's fine. If you guys really like living up there, that's fine. But that's just not my place. I'm down in the south. I enjoy it down here much further. But what's funny about it now is they're using this as an excuse. You can understand this is not about stopping people that need to be quarantined. This is all about doing stop-and-go, stop-and-go searches. This is all about doing roadblocks. Remember I told you guys years ago, I said the only way they're ever going to be able to lock down the entire country is they'd have to put up check blocks, check roads, checkpoints on the interstate. That's the only way they could do it. Other than that, people can still travel freely unmolested on their way. Well, here you go now. You now have the excuse to start having checkpoints all around certain cities and states and possibly the country in the future, all for a reason like COVID. So understand what's going on right now. Realize what's happening. Even L.A. Mayor Eric Garcia is now vowing to shut off power and water utilities to any homes that host large parties or break basically the quarantine order in L.A. County now. Tell we're going to shut off power and water utilities. Where are we going with this, and really how far are we going to allow this to go, Dad? You know, Austin, until we say no, until we finally put our fist up in the air and say, I'm not going to put up with this crap anymore, it's not going to change. It's never going to change. Why? Because they don't want it to change. And we we need to understand that, you know, unless we in aggregate go against this, it's, it's not going to help. Oh, by the way, this is interesting. Trump's bank, his Deutsche Bank, was subpoenaed by the New York prosecutors in a criminal inquiry concerning his taxes and his investments and I'm sure concerning his Rothschild involvement. And uh, also remember that one of the top guys at that bank committed suicide last year. Do you guys remember that? He's one of Trump's guys directly involved with him. Former Deutsche Bank executive connected to Trump loans dies by suicide in Malibu. Yeah, like we all believe that. This is from November the 27th, 2019. I've reposted it on the website. A former Deutsche Bank executive who reportedly signed off on some basically loans, <laughs> institutions, unorthodox loans to Donald Trump, killed himself in his Malibu home on November the 19th. Thomas Bowers is a year ago. Thomas Bowers, the one-time head of Deutsche Bank American Wealth Management Division, where he oversaw Trump's, Trump's private banker, committed suicide. <laughs> I call BS on this one by hanging, according to the Los Angeles Medical Examiner. No, I don't believe that for one second. Trump's relationship with Deutsche Bank, which lent him around $2 billion. Here we go. After most other institutions had forsaken him for his history of defaults and bankruptcies. <laughs> yeah. Rothschilds to the rescue. Dun, 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 dun. Rothschilds has come under investigation by two congressional committees and the New York Attorney General who are hoping the bank could shed light on Trump's elusive finances and secret backroom deals, according to the New York Times. Gosh, gosh, what the heck? The guys are killing themselves who wrote the loans for Trump, supposedly, which they didn't. And now, get this, New York Attorney General, look, 
Letitia. Okay, that's just, I'll go ahead and spell it. L-E-T-I-T-I-A, Letitia James, to make major announcement after Deutsche Bank turns over Trump's finances. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Nobody else to kill themselves over there? They didn't have anybody else getting hung? New York State Attorney General James will make a major national announcement today, so stay tuned. The New York Attorney General released a statement saying she'll speak from her office today, Thursday, but offered no other details. Some reports of James' announcement will be related to the New York investigations of Donald Trump's businesses. The New York Times reported Wednesday that Deutsche Bank has turned over Trump's financial records after the Manhattan's district attorney offered a subpoena last year. The Daily Beast reports... The documents may show evidence, this is a May, of widening probe and of fraud in the hush money payments made to the women, here we go, who they said had affairs with Trump. Guys, remember, this guy is, he's the serial philanderer. He likes to screw other people's wives. That's just a fact, guys. I've heard that from so many sources now of people who know him. There was even a book that came out when he first got elected. That guy is just not who you think he is. He's not some pinnacle of, 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 of basically of, of, of civility that we want to believe that he was because he's not the president's former lawyer Michael Cohen testified last year that Trump inflated his net worth by about 4 billion in a loan application to Deutsche Bank for a 2014 bid for the Buffalo Bills how do you inflate your own net worth by 4 billion dollars Attorney General James also subpoenaed the Deutsche Bank records for related to Trump last year following Cohn's testimony according to Associated Press. So this is all going to come out today, so we're going to see what happens when they tell us the truth. Now, one other thing I'm going to say to you guys, and the same thing I said about Jeffrey Epstein, I told you he wasn't a billionaire, and he's, he wasn't. His net worth wasn't even anywhere near that. I don't believe that Trump's net worth is over a billion dollars. I believe he's another, gosh, I'm going to say it, Rothschild cutout, that he's being used by the Rothschild banking cartel to promote the things they want him to promote, like the rebuilding of the Third Temple. Remember, they have a coin printed in Israel with King Cyrus on one side and Donald Trump on the other side. And Wayne Allen Root basically said that Donald Trump was the king of Israel and Donald Trump kind of agreed. I mean, you guys remember all of this stuff? So there's something else going on here. And I find it odd because the Otto Kahn guy, the found one of the founding members of the Fed Central Bank said that they were going to basically control both sides of the narrative. See, they don't care who's president. I mean, let me explain that to you. As long as they're supporting their overall objectives of what the central banks want, you know, right now Donald Trump's in that position of power. As long as he continues to do what he's supposed to do, they're going to continue to keep him there. Okay, or if he gets so discredited by this Deutsche Bank stuff and he can no longer do what he's supposed to do, well, then they got to pull the plug on him. Hillary Clinton was supposed to win that last election, guys. I'm telling you that. And when WikiLeaks came out with Julian Assange, who's still rotting in prison, and Donald Trump has not intervened in that, when Julian Assange released all that information on Podesta, Marina Abramovich, you know, all of the guys in their soul cooking parties, the drinking of blood, and all this sick crap these people are involved in who are Kabbalists and Luciferians and Hillary Clinton in her email was talking about sacrificing a chicken to Moloch. I mean, who talks like that? They had no choice. They had to pull the plug on her election. I mean, she was so angry they yanked and they yoked her that she went on a drunken rage the night of the election. She didn't even try to go out and campaign because she knew she had it in the bank. Because why? 
because Israel controls the Diebold Alexa machines, which are almost every precinct in the United States, and they can change the votes any way they want on national elections by just moving key precincts one direction or the other way by fraud and by computer hacking. Now, I can't be any more direct than that. Or I can say Mossad, whatever you want to call it, or MI6, or CIA, all controlled by the national and the central banks. This is what's going on right now, guys. And we've got to understand that. We've got to understand who's in charge and what they are doing. By the way, another woman attacked. This is crazy. This is uh, out of the Daily Mail. A New Jersey woman who's 25 years old is arrested after she attacked another woman in a store in Staples. And she actually threw her down. I mean, this woman walked up to the 25-year-old, the 54-year-old Jezebel BMW, walked up. You know, if you don't know what a BMW is, listen to yesterday's show. <laughs> i go over that again. The 54-year-old Jezebel BMW decided to walk over to this 25-year-old black woman and basically chew her out for not wearing her mask properly. And the 25-year-old lit into her. I mean, straight grabbed her, threw her down, and slammed her to the floor. Uh, the problem was that the lady who was 54 years old was a liver transplant recipient <laughs> and she was extremely ill and when she was slammed to the floor it broke her leg and uh, it just is what it is so guys you know watch out for these BMWs you know you notice you never really see guys getting in fights over masks because you know between me and you it's not really a it's not really an issue you start messing with my wife that's an issue that's a big issue guys you start messing with one of my daughters or one of my sons or one of my children that's a pretty big issue, and I'm going to come uncorked on that pretty doggone fast. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to try to do it nicely for like one millisecond, and I'm not going to be nice anymore. But you know, remember, you're going to have all of these BMWs and Jezebels still running around, being empowered by Fauci now, who believes the world's about to come to an end now. Because, and by the way, he doesn't believe that. He's pushing his vaccine narrative. That's all he's doing. He's pushing his vaccine narrative. I mean, that, that's all this is. And now Fauci is warning the USA has the world's worst outbreak. <laughs> Says regulators promise politics will not guide vaccine timing. Oh, you're whatever. Scientists were worrying about Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, we all should be thinking about that one. I mean, all of this stuff is happening right now. New York City sets up quarantine checkpoints, like Austin mentioned earlier. Violators face a $10,000 fine. Keeping loved ones from visiting their patients or making them sicker. I mean, survivors are being alarmed by a loss of hair. Now, now we have to pull the hair out. This is another one of the, the test things they're going to do. By the way, you get COVID, you're going to lose your hair. You're going to turn into a crim dome. You're going to have to start shaving your head so you can look like Bruce Willis if you get COVID. Oh, my God. What is this, another beta test from the doggone CIA? Are they beta testing hair loss now to see if you'll take the vaccine? Unbelievable. Are we so scared of losing hair in the United States that we're going to take a vaccine so we don't go bald? I mean, what other things do they need to beta test? The other day, I, I was I was watching this. And I got this text. I'm in this little crew that said basically that Fauci told everybody to basically, you know, put a finger up their bottom because it would prevent COVID. Ninety percent of the people would walk around with a finger up their bottom. It's so stupid. Another one came over to my desk and said basically the COVID lives 36 inches above the ground. You have to crawl on your hands and knees like a dog in order not to get COVID. And there would be people in Publix and in grocery stores and in Walmart crawling on the floor like a dog because Fauci said so. Guys, wake up. Take the fluoride IV out of your arm. Get off the Tylenol. Get off the junk. Get off all this garbage. 
get off the shots, the vaccines, the mercury, the fetal cells, and wake up. We are watching the systemic destruction of the entire planet to be brought under a one-world regime right now as we speak. And unless we wake up and stand against this, it won't stop. They're all in, guys. They put it all in. They put all the chips on the table. They're going for it. They've closed the planet. They can't go back. It's all in. We're watching it happen right now. Guys, remember, commit your plans unto the Lord and they will succeed. That's the word. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's the word. And remember this too, guys. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we need to understand that. Stand firm in the word of God. Stand firm in your beliefs. I love you guys. And remember, guys, we're just here for a short period of time. And then we get to depart the planet and go to our real home. I love you. I appreciate you. Finish it up, boss, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Amen. And that's what Ted and I were talking about the other night when we were discussing the aspect of why they can't back off this now. The international bankers and all the ones that are pushing the vaccines and everything else, they can't back off this now. They're, they're committed. They're 100% all in, like Dad said. <clears throat> Excuse me, because the reason why, if they back off this now and they basically imply that the whole thing's been a complete and total sham, they will lose the respect and the mind control of the vast majority of the global population. Because everybody's going to go, Do you guys are blithering buffoons. You put us through all that for a virus that had a 99.7% survival rate, completely and totally to manipulate us and lie to us? Even people that are half asleep would go, yeah, I'm not okay with that. You guys basically suck. I'm done with you guys. We're not listening to anything you have to say anymore. They've already cashed it in. They put all the chips out. They have to commit to this now and push it as long as they can. They can't change the narrative anymore. That's why I told everybody, get prepared and get ready because it's not going to stop. Now you got the truck drivers that basically – the co-owner of Summit Truck Driving, Illinois-based JKT Trucking, told Fox Program, he said, our first priority is to our support our drivers and safety. He said, defunding the police now, which is all about the communist agenda. I explained to you guys that four weeks ago. Defunding the police is a bad idea because when you're on the road, you're on there for weeks and days in valuable cargo. Everybody wants to steal it. He said, there's no safe place. Violence is everywhere. And if you're going to have valuable cargo, you're going to have to have police. If there's no police to rely on, who's going to protect our drivers. The states that are going to defund the police, we're not going to go because we're trying to avoid those states for a safety reason. These drivers have a right to refuse a load because they're worried about their own safety. You said that. So what he's saying is now, these cities that the police are completely and totally leaving now, they're dropping out, I mean, just in droves because of what's going on. Now the trucks are going to stop coming to them. You're going to see full-blown anarchy in those cities pretty soon. I mean, we already saw an attempted in Portland, abysmal failure, the little Chad, Chaz zone, whatever it was, shooting their own people driving in in Jeeps, you know, 14 and 16-year-old black kids driving through the checkpoint, light them up with an AR. Don't, can't even understand proper security protocol if they actually are going to try to lock down a part of the city and take it over. This is what they're promoting, though. They're trying to get this under the thing because the, the, the COVID is the big, giant global lie. The communist takeover 
of the cities right now in promoting anarchy is the United States lie. It's to try to create as much anarchy and as much chaos as possible so they can bring in what they want. So I encourage everybody, dude, if you're in those cities and you you know if you're in those cities or not, (laughs) I really encourage you to evaluate what you're going to plan on doing in the next couple months, whether it's not getting out of town, whether it's not having an exit strategy, whether it's not moving, whatever it is. I encourage that just from a friend standpoint. I'm not saying you got to leave. I'm saying you do whatever you want to do. But I'm saying understand what's going to start happening next couple months. If these trucks stop bringing in food, that's going to be a real problem really fast. And, again, that's why I encourage everybody to stay prepared and get everything you can right now. I've had numerous people, numerous people out the woodworks. You know, I'm, I'm involved in a lot of guns, ammunition all the time. I mean, I can, I've got connections with everywhere. I'm always buying selling stuff. I mean, I'm, I try to be an entrepreneur in every which way. You know, if I can help people out, if I can make a deal, I always try to do the same. And I love firearms. I love training. And I've had numerous people come out the woodworks now. Man, I need to get a gun. I need to get a gun now. I'm like, you're going to pick the absolute worst time to try to buy a gun from a financial standpoint. They're like, well, I'm trying to get a really good deal on a Glock. I'm like, yeah, so is the other 50 million Americans right now. Good luck. So again, understand, it's now's not the time to keep waiting to prepare. If you need to get something, you need to just get it and get trained on it. The same when it comes to food and water supplies. Same when it comes to medical supplies. Stock up while you can now. Thank you again for the support. Let us know if you need anything at healthmasters.com. Product of the week, you guys voted significantly higher than everything. The zinc glycinate on sale now for over 10% off. Be sure to check it out on the website at healthmasters.com. Zinc glycinate on sale right now. Thank you again for the support. Stay prepared. Stay ready. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.